0: You're listening to americaswebradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and uh, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you for uh, listening in, and I hope you encourage other people to listen in. We have a lot to talk about, as usual. Let's begin by talking about so-called enhanced interrogation techniques. The Senate Democrats... With the encouragement of Obama, have released a report, which number one is erroneous, factually erroneous. Number two emboldens our enemies. Emboldens our enemies. Number three puts American lives in danger, and number four gives aid and comfort to the enemies of the United States. Which, by the way, giving aid and comfort to the enemies of our country is a in the Constitution as grounds for treason, a charge of treason. Now, this all came about because they did this, the Democrats in the Senate uh, did this study of so-called enhanced interrogation techniques used by the CIA, and in some cases by military intelligence. And, of course, remember my background in the military is with military intelligence. And that these enhanced interrogation techniques were amounted to torture Uh, They were illegal, they were unconstitutional, and that's interesting because since when do foreign terrorists have constitutional rights in this country? Well, I guess if Obama can give illegal aliens constitutional rights, he can give constitutional rights to anybody. But they released this report, despite the fact that the CIA director, who was appointed by Obama, told him it was going to be dangerous to do so, and told him the, the report was erroneous. Peter King, the head of the House Intelligence Committee, has said that it is factually incorrect. The report says that our members of the CIA and military intelligence use waterboarding and things like sleep deprivation to get information out of known terrorists. The report issued by Dianne Feinstein's committee, says that none of this did any good, that we didn't get any information at all out of any of this, and that it was pure torture, and it was absolutely horrible. Well, waterboarding can be tough on people. Ask some of our own military people. They go through it routinely. They are subjected to waterboarding when they go through survival, escape, and evasion school. This uh, I know about. They are, many of them are subjected to it, so they understand how they can resist it. As far as sleep deprivation, how does keeping somebody awake and denying them sleep, how is that really torture? Particularly if it saves American lives, and it has. Now, I don't trust the federal government at all, particularly under Obama. But in this case, I know people in the CIA. I know people who work with the CIA. I get intelligence briefings frequently. And I know for a fact that what they did there was not beating anybody half to death, not using drugs on them, not attaching their testicles to a battery. What they did was use techniques that were designed to break their will and make them talk and many of them did talk. And what was learned through this interrogation helped to find and eliminate Osama bin Laden. It helped to prevent numerous terrorist attacks against this country and against our interests in other countries. What are the results of what these diplomats have done? Foreign intelligence sources are going to dry up. Nobody is going to work with the United States anymore, and that includes Israeli intelligence, German intelligence, British intelligence, and our you know, assets on the ground out there, people who we use uh, as human intelligence uh, to find out information for us about potential terrorist attacks. They're not going to deal with us anymore. They, are, they don't trust us. They know that for political purposes, and that's the only reason this report was released, for political purposes... The Obama administration and the Democrats in Congress will spill their guts. They will release sensitive information to the enemy. They will embolden the enemy. They will tell the enemy how we're going to deal with them. And the enemy will be able to avoid a lot of what potentially happens to them and avoid telling us about the next terrorist attacks that are being planned. The Democrats have done something that is going to cost American lives if not immediately with overseas attacks in the near future by attacks here in this country because our basically they have gutted our foreign intelligence gathering they have gutted our abilities to protect our own country and our own citizens and they don't care the only reason this report was released is because the Obama administration knew that once a new congress takes office in january that the republicans would be in control of the senate and they would not allow this report to be released because they don't want americans to be put in danger now you have john mccain coming out and saying oh this is a good idea to release this but the vast majority of the republicans agree with what i'm saying and that is this is dangerous to this country it is an act of treason against this country American lives are in danger. We're going to pay for it with American lives, and we're going to pay for it by being unable to prevent future attacks. You know, this was done in conjunction with the wide-open southern border. We know for a fact that terrorists are coming across our border. We know that members of drug cartels and gangs are coming across our border. They're being stopped in some cases at the border. They've got the gang tattoos on their faces. They're admitting to having committed murders in their own home countries, like Honduras or El Salvador. Yet their Obama administration has ordered the Border Patrol to not accept these people from local sheriffs, to not deport them, do not detain them, give them an airplane ticket and let them fly wherever they want in this country to become criminals on our streets. If that's happening with criminals, we know it's happening with terrorists. We know that ISIS is operating at least one cell, probably more, in Juarez, Mexico, right across the border from El Paso. Fort Bliss, the second largest military base in this country, has been put on high alert because of this. We have ISIS calling for American soldiers and their families to be slaughtered here inside this country. They're calling for so-called lone wolf attacks. We've already had the beheading of a woman in Oklahoma, which by the way the administration, as usual, refuses to call an act of terrorism, even though it was done by a recently recruited jihadist. But, you know, to the administration, that's not an act of terrorism. So we have the attack also on the police officers in New York City by the axe-wielding uh, jihadist. The attacks are going to continue to increase. And here's something else that's going to happen as a result of this release of this information. The Democrats in the Senate have now endangered the prosecution of the masterminds of 9-11. These people are being held at Gitmo. They have been subjected. They're being subjected to a military tribunal. If found guilty, they can be executed or at least kept permanently in prison now they may have to be released because this information that was released by the Senate Democrats will be used by defense counsel to claim that since these masterminds of 9-11 were subjected to some of this enhanced interrogation, none of the information they gave out can be used against them. Therefore, all charges must be dismissed. Don't tell me that Dianne Feinstein doesn't know about this. Don't tell me that Obama doesn't know that this is going to happen or can happen. This is a deliberate action by this administration to open us up to potential terrorist attacks. Obama's already releasing people from Gitmo. I mean, did you hear recently that he t- took six terrorist prisoners in Gitmo and sent them to Uruguay? Didn't send them back to the Middle East. Released them to Uruguay. That's in South America. Uruguay is not that far from the United States. How soon is it going to be before some of these people come across our border as refugees? We're not allowed, you know, Obama's now decided you can't racially profile. And that includes stopping people on the border. So if they're coming across the border and they look like they're from the Middle East or they're speaking a Middle Eastern language, that's not going to be grounds for detaining them or trying to find out what they're doing and who they are. Wide open. That's what's happening. This country is going to be inundated with terrorists. And Obama knows that. And the Democrats, you know, they released this this, so they could attack George Bush. When are they going to get over the fact about George Bush They continue to try to blame everything that happens in this country on George Bush. George Bush was president of the United States, and I did not agree with everything George Bush did. I did not agree with portions of the Patriot Act, because I was afraid that they would ultimately be used against American citizens, which now Obama is doing, very interestingly enough. (laughs) He attacks the Patriot Act when he's a U.S. senator, but then he turns around and uses the provisions of that and to enhance the National Defense Authorization Act, to enhance his own ability to have American citizens arrested on American soil and detained without a Trump crime being charged. So I didn't go along with everything George Bush did, but he was doing what he needed to to protect our country. And he and Dick Cheney and the head of the Department of Homeland Security and the head of the CIA and the military intelligence officers out there agreed on this enhanced interrogation as a technique to protect America and to protect American citizens. And it worked. No question about it, it worked. And it would continue to work. But now we can't do it anymore. Now Obama is considering prosecuting the CIA agents who were involved in this. Prosecuting them for saving American lives. Now will he do it? I don't know. I mean, I, you know, nothing this man does would surprise me at this point. If he thinks he can score political points for himself or the Democratic Party, he will do it. Now, we had legal opinions issued by the Department of Justice back in the Bush administration saying that what was being done here was not in fact torture, was not illegal, and was necessary for the protection of our country. To go back and prosecute the soldiers or the CIA agents who were doing this to protect Americans is unconscionable to me. But then whatever Obama does anymore is unconscionable to me because everything he does is designed to further his own agenda, to further his own political considerations, and he doesn't care about the outcome for Americans. He doesn't care what will happen to our troops, our diplomats abroad, how they have been put in danger by this act. He doesn't care that it will open us up to additional attacks, terrorist attacks. We are extremely vulnerable right now, more vulnerable than we have been since 9-11. These enhanced interrogation techniques and other techniques have been used to stop terrorist attacks no question about it now we have diane feinstein other democrats in the senate and the president of the united states attorney general coming out and saying we don't care about terrorist attacks on the united states soil that's okay we're not going to deal with that the more important thing is to talk about racism about how poor black thugs who go out and commit robberies and then attack police officers are being shot how those heroes, according to the Democrats and the race baiters in this country, those heroes are being unjustly shot by police officers. That's what we're talking about. Let's take our first break now.
2: The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me.
1: Don't be hoodwinked by the left, who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's web radio.
2: Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out, and when necessary, Support USJF as they support you.
0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: If it sounds like I'm getting tired of hearing about Ferguson and Michael Brown, and getting tired of hearing about Garner in New York City. It's because I am. I'm fed up with it. Here we had two instances where the police were dealing with violent criminals. Michael Brown was resisting arrest. Had just committed a robbery, was trying to take the, gun off, the police officer's gun away from him, and then when he couldn't do that, he charged the police officer, and he was shot as a result. Garner was a great big guy with 31 arrests on his record. I mean, this guy was, you know, not a peaceful giant, a gentle giant has been described by the national news media by the Obama administration. He was forcibly resisting arrest. He was bigger than all the police officers that were involved. The chokehold was something I would have done as a reflex, automatically. I mean, you got to subdue the guy. You can't just let him stand there and beat on police officers. You have to subdue him. Subdue him. And I, I guarantee you that the reason the grand jury did not indict had nothing to do with race. It had to do with the fact that the medical examiner's report probably said that the chokehold had nothing to do with the death of this guy. He was overweight. He had diabetes. He had heart problems, hypertension. He probably died of a heart attack. And what precipitated that heart attack? He attacked the police. They did not attack him. They tried to arrest him. He refused to submit to arrest, and he attacked police officers. And now... We have these so-called activists, you know, saying, okay, we want justice. We want justice for Michael Brown. Hands up, don't shoot, that nonsense. And then they want justice for Garner. I can't breathe. All this, you know, business going on. And how are they getting that justice? Well, hey, let's go out and loot some stores in our neighborhood. Let's burn some businesses to the ground. And that will get justice for Michael Brown. That will stop the so-called police atrocities against blacks in this country. And let's go throw some bombs at police officers. That's what's happening out in Berkeley, good old Berkeley, California, the bastion of communism in this country. They've got their people going out now throwing bombs at the police officers, setting fires, looting, all in the name of justice. And they're doing it every night. I'm fed up. I am fed up with the race baiters like Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton, who every time something happens that they think they can use as, as race baiting, they go out and they encourage the riots. They encourage the law, lawlessness. They don't care if it's businesses are being burned down or owned by blacks. That's of no consequence to them. These people have their own agenda, and it doesn't consist of helping helping their own race. They consist of keeping their own race subjected to the federal government's control, basically, where we have more blacks right now unemployed than any other segment of the population. The unemployment among black young people particularly has risen dramatically since Obama, the first black president, took office. We have more people on welfare because they want them on welfare. They want the Hispanics on welfare. They want the new people that have been received amnesty from Barack Obama. They want them on welfare. Why? Because that makes them good Democrats. If you rely on the federal government for your very livelihood, then you're going to vote for the people that are providing that livelihood to you. So let's get this straight. Barack Obama who was a race baiter in his own right, Harry Colder, who was a supreme race baiter, Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson care nothing about their fellow African Americans. They care, care about their own agenda and their own process of taking control of this country, turning us into a socialist paradise where they can control everything we say and everything we do and can tell us, well, uh, certainly we, you know, The unwashed masses like you and I, we shouldn't be allowed to have free speech. That's dangerous. Only the race baiters can be allowed to have free speech. Only the leftists can be allowed to have free speech. Only the terrorists can be allowed to have free speech. Freedom of religion? Absolutely not. The only people in this country right now who have true freedom of religion are the Muslims. And it doesn't matter if they're radical jihadists, that's still considered freedom of religion according to the Obama administration. Well, the rest of us, we're pretty much on our own. Our freedoms are being taken away on a daily basis. Uh, you and I certainly should not be allowed to handle our own financial affairs. I mean absolutely, you know we're we're not smart enough to do that. We need somebody who's been Harvard educated or gotten a degree from the University of Illinois, in Chicago. You know those are the people that are out there who know what to do and how you and I should handle our own financial affairs, how we should spend our money, and how much money they should take from us so that they can spend it as they see fit on government programs that either don't work or create more poverty or help to destroy this country. And certainly, you and I should not be allowed to own firearms. Now, that's the next thing coming up. We have the Obama Amnesty Executive Order which, by the way, it appears that the Republican leadership in Congress is going to ignore. Some of them actually like it. So, you know, we have a mandate from the American people just a couple of weeks ago in the November elections. We have a mandate from the American people, nine new members, Republican members of the United States Senate, more members of the House representatives than the Republicans have had since Hoover was in office. We have this mandate, and the Republican leadership seems intent on ignoring it. Well, they're paying lip service to it, about how bad this amnesty is, but they're not doing anything to try to stop it. They're not cutting off the funding to it. They basically caved into it. So we have the amnesty, and now we have something else coming down the pike. Well, let's not forget, too, that over the Thanksgiving holiday, when people weren't looking, Obama released 3,400 pages of new regulations put out by the Environmental Protection Agency, among other groups, among other agencies. These are a direct assault on the U.S. economy. When they go into effect, if they go into effect, they are going to drive the cost of energy in this country up by as much as 300 to 600 percent. Specific places targeted are here in Texas where they're going after our coal-fired utility plants, with regulations that, first of all, are unnecessary, and secondly, they have to do things that the, there's no technology to do. The EPA is calling for our energy companies here in, in the state of Texas and other states to use technology that doesn't exist. And if they fail to use the technology that doesn't exist, then they're going to be fined They're going to be put out of business, and the energy cost for the average American is going to skyrocket. Remember Obama in an interview when he was running for president in 2008 said that he had policies in mind that he was going to put in place through the EPA that was going to cause American utility costs to go up to skyrocket. That's his exact words, to skyrocket. Well, now he's about to do it. But even more egregious, if it's possible to be more egregious than that, is what's going to happen on Christmas Eve. Our Christmas present for Barack Obama is going to be to, the United Nations is going to put into effect the U.N. Small Arms Treaty. Now, that treaty has not been ratified by the United States Senate. Yeah, John Kerry, the Secretary of State, signed it in the orders of Obama but it has not even been submitted to the United States Senate for ratification. That is required by the Constitution of the United States. This radio show is called Our Constitution. That's what we talk about here. We talk about the Constitution. We talk about what it means. I've written this little booklet called Our Constitution, which you can go to www.michaelconnelly.jigzy.com com, and you can order copies there, or you go to www.constitution.jigsy.com and order copies there. And by the way, we're giving substantial discounts for copies being ordered to give out to students. So if you want to buy copies for yourself, they're going to make great stocking stuffers for Christmas. Uh, you can buy copies for yourself or copies to give to your friends or relatives. Uh, The more you buy, I'm entitled to royalties for that book, but I don't take them. What we do is the money we make off of these single copies and uh, other copies that we sell, we roll that money over so we can continue to give copies to schools and to people who are distributing them to schools for basically the cost of printing. So please consider buying copies of the booklet. But in that booklet... In our Constitution, I talk about things like executive orders and what Obama's doing when he uses executive orders, and then I talk about treaties. And I point out that two-thirds of the United States Senate has to ratify a treaty for it to go into effect. And that in 1957, the United States Supreme Court ruled that no treaty, even if signed by the President, and ratified by the Senate, no treaty can supersede the constitutional rights of Americans. Yet that's exactly what Obama's preparing to do on Christmas Eve. He's going to put this treaty into effect, and what are the people saying about ratification? Well, they've turned the Constitution upside down. And they're basically saying, well, the Constitution doesn't apply to Obama. but He's the first black president of the United States. He's a progressive. He's a former constitutional law instructor, he knows what applies to him, he knows what doesn't apply to him, and he's not going to submit this treaty for ratification by the Senate. What the President of the United States is going to do and what his people are saying is that he can have this treaty enforced using local law enforcement, using federal law enforcement. Good luck with local law enforcement, particularly here in Texas, because I don't know of any sheriffs in this this state that are going to enforce that. But he's also saying he can use Interpol, he could use UN troops if necessary to disarm the American people, because that's what this treaty is all about. I have read the treaty, and it is primarily aimed at the United States. It's designed to put our gun manufacturers out of business, to keep us from importing weapons from other countries, to put our ammunition makers out of business, and to ultimately deprive the American people of their right to keep and bear arms. And what the Obama people are saying is he can enforce this without ratification of the U.S. Senate. What the Constitution really means, according to them, is that in order to stop him from enforcing a treaty, two-thirds of the Senate has to vote to stop him. He doesn't need two-thirds to vote to allow him to do it. He needs two-thirds to vote to stop him from doing it. Isn't that interesting? Our founding fathers are rolling over in their graves. Let's take our second
2: break now. Who is or what is USJF? It is a nonprofit legal organization founded to protect our rights through the U.S. Constitution. Active in educating the public, USJF has also contributed directly and indirectly to legal defense efforts in many celebrated cases involving fundamental conservative principles. Cases of note include the Mount Soledad Cross case, the Arizona Immigration Law case, the Obama eligibility cases, the NDAA illegal detention issue, and many more. Help this nonprofit as they help you. Visit www.usjf.net today. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our
0: programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com and
2: a bulldog, for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you.
0: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. So
1: we hope the President of the United States is going to shaft us on Christmas Eve with the United Nations. You know, try to take away our Second Amendment rights. But let's continue talking about our Second Amendment rights right now, because there's been some new developments among the with the United States Justice Foundation and what we're doing to protect veterans and not only veterans but uh, the civilian population from losing their Second Amendment rights. An interesting development, several interesting developments, some good and some bad. From the good standpoint, we recently assisted a veteran who had received a letter from an independent contractor who working for the Department of Defense, because it's not just the VA going after the veterans. The VA is sending out these letters to veterans saying that because of your physical or mental disabilities, we're going to declare you incompetent to handle your own financial affairs. And once we do that, you can no longer own, possess, transport, or purchase firearms or ammunition. If you do, you're guilty of a felony under the Brady Bill. Veterans are given 60 days to prove that they are competent. Now, that is a direct violation of the Fifth Amendment to the Constitution, the due process cause that says that if before you can be deprived of your life, liberty, or property, by the federal government or by any level of government, you must have due process, which means the burden of proof for doing something to you, like take away your right to own firearms, the burden of proof is on the government. It is not on you. Yet they're approaching this as putting the burden of proof on the individual veteran. Now the veterans under the VA letter are given 60 days to prove their competence. The Department of Defense independent contractors are going not only after veterans but after active duty and reserve military personnel, and they give them five days. Now this young man that we're help work with, he got the letter. We helped him prepare a request for an extension of time, which was denied. And the next thing you know, he gets declared incompetent. But we helped his attorney prepare the appeal. We went at it from a constitutional standpoint. We wanted to point out that this was a violation of the due process clause of the Constitution. And we encouraged this veteran to refuse to waive his Second Amendment rights to challenge the fact that they were going to take away, or they found him incompetent and take away the Second Amendment rights. Well, we were successful. Recently, he got a letter from this company basically saying that the ruling that he was incompetent was erroneous and essentially apologized for it and said that he would not lose his civilian gun rights. Now, we don't test that because if he tries to buy a firearm, and he comes up on the NICS list, that means that the FBI is keeping veterans on the list, which we have learned from several veterans, that even if they're successful in getting the incompetency ruling reversed, that they are still being kept on the NICS list, and the FBI doesn't care. And we're also working with a veteran, I I talked to you just a a couple hours ago, who has had the fiduciary ruling requiring that the fiduciary uh, handled his financial affairs, that has been reduced, reversed by the federal government. We've been working with him, too, Been reversed by the federal government. But he's still on the next list because the state of California doesn't care. They're using the incompetency ruling by the VA to put him on the next list. Even though the federal government has now ruled he is competent and told him that they want him off the next list. So you see the situation here. They're coming after veterans with, excuse the the pun, with bold barrels. They're trying to take away the Second Amendment rights of veterans. Why? There's 23 million of us out there. I'm a veteran. I have two sons currently serving. I took an oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies foreign and domestic almost the identical oath that the President of the United States and the Attorney General and Nancy Pelosi and Dianne Feinstein took, they violate that oath of office on a daily basis, all of which is impeachable offenses, by the way, because there are federal statutes out there, and I've talked about this before in the program, but I need to reiterate it. There is a federal statute out there that makes it a criminal offense to violate your oath of office. If you do something to denigrate the Constitution or try to destroy our constitutional form of government, you can be fined up to $10,000 and go to jail for up to a year for each offense. Well, think about this. Think about Eric Holder. Think about Barack Obama. How many times have they violated their oath of office since they've been in office? I think both of them at this point probably owe us about 470 years in prison. So the veterans are out there. We took that oath. We believe in it. We have been trained to defend the Constitution, trained to defend our country. And now they want to disarm us. And I'll reiterate something else I've said often on this program. or something I say in all of my speeches in the country. And by the way, if you want me to come speak to your group, I'm speaking to not just Tea Party groups and Republican groups. I'm speaking to Lions pubs, Rotary clubs, uh, you name it. I'm making speeches about constitutional issues, including the veterans' issues. But I always point, point out in these speeches that think about Adolf Hitler and look at the history of what he did when he was elected chancellor of Germany. The first thing, he wanted to consolidate his power as a dictator. So the first thing he did was to consolidate the German takeover never takeover of health care. Feeling like he could control access to health care, Secondly, he started putting in place laws to disarm the German people, beginning. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what happened, but something interfered with us, and uh, apparently I have been off the air for a while, and uh, we, we don't know what happened or why I was off the air. Not sure how long I've been off the air, and uh, so I don't know how much you heard that, but I break I've been talking about the Second Amendment. I've been talking about the uh, rights of our, our veterans, and I've been talking about the rights of individuals. And the latest thing I was mentioning is something that everybody should be very concerned about. And I've talked before in this program about the HHS uh, deciding not to follow HIPAA and, you know, private protect privacy of medical records. But if you've ever been depressed or you've ever seen a psychiatrist or you've ever seen a psychologist for any reason whatsoever, that your records will be sent to the uh, FBI, so you can be put on the next list and classified as mentally ill to the point of being a danger to yourself or others. But recently, something happened that, that really brought this home as to how broad this is getting and how the federal government is going after everybody who owns a firearm, whether you're a veteran or not. My fiance has just been recently put on Medicare and has become eligible for Medicare, and she has some private insurance in addition. And she found a new doctor that would take both of them. So she went to see this doctor for a routine checkup, or basically a yearly, yearly physical. And he told her that he had to administer a test to her uh, to determine if she might be showing signs of Alzheimer's. Well, that seems strange enough in itself, but uh, the test consisted of a series of questions, and some of which were, you know, math questions or deductive reasoning and this sort of thing. And then came the the click. The question that really clicked in for her and for me when she told me about it was, do you own a firearm? Do you own a firearm? Doctors apparently are now being forced to administer a test to elderly patients, anybody over the age of 65, on Medicare, asking if we own a firearm. Well, guess what? None of their business. But that's what they're doing. They're after us just like they're after all other American citizens. If you have been asked this question, if you, the doctor has tried in any way to intimidate you into answering it if you refused, if you've been threatened with a loss of coverage, please contact me. Contact me directly at this point. We're in the process of redoing our website at the United States Justice Foundation. So right now our email is not working. The new site should be up before Christmas. But for now, if you want to contact me, contact me at Michael at USJF, that's for United States Justice Foundation, net, and let me know about this. We'll look into this, and if you feel like you need information, we will represent you for free. We're not charging any of the veterans anything for representing them. We're not. We don't charge people anything. We try to raise independently. And by the way, you can still go to USG and make a donation to, us to help out with some of the expenses that we're incurring because this veteran stuff is getting very expensive. We're uh, but we're being successful, so we're working with a lot of individual veterans. Is federal agencies have refused to respond to our Freedom of Information Act request on the the gun issue for veterans and the due process issue. And by the way, Department of Homeland Security uh, putting our uh, veterans on the top of the list of potential domestic terrorists for no reason other than the fact that they are veterans. That's the only reason they're being put on that list is because they're veterans. So help us out here. But if you michael at net, and if you are received you've been asked these questions by doctors and we know this is happening to veterans in fact I had a whistleblower inside the VA tell me that they were personally knowledgeable that the order to do this to ask this question of veterans came directly from the White House back in 2009 so if you have been asked that question please contact me. Again, michael at usjfmail.net. And help us fight this. I mean, we've got so much going on right now, it's unbelievable in this country. So many things that are happening to our our citizens. I mean, we have a new budget. $1.1 trillion budget. This has been agreed to by both Republicans and Democrats. Basically doesn't cut anything uh, except military pay. Military benefits, first of all, military members are not going to get the raise they thought they were going to get this year. And their benefits are being cut, such as their expenses are being raised on the TRICARE, which is their their medical program, and they're doing a small increase or cutting benefits this year, but in 2016 there's going to be major cuts. So, yeah, welfare recipients, they're not getting their benefits cut. And certainly if you're an illegal in this country, you're now going to get all these benefits. Remember Obama in his speech when he granted amnesty, said that nobody under this program was going to be entitled to Obamacare and nobody was going to be entitled to Social Security unless they were paying into the system. Well, within days after he said that, the head of HHS is encouraging, on the website, on the HHS website, encouraging illegals to sign up for Obamacare and get the health care for free because of the subsidies they would get. And the Senate, Democrats in the Senate, were making a move to ensure that illegals would get Social Security regardless of whether they were paid a penny into the system. And in fact a bill to provide tax cuts to thousands of American businesses, particularly small businesses, has been stopped in the United States Senate because Obama says he will be it if it passes, even though it has some bipartisan support. He will veto it. Why? Because it doesn't give the tax pay, the breaks to the illegals. How you know, This is this is going on. We know that millions, perhaps billions, in tax credits have been given to illegals in this country. There was, there was one case where millions of dollars had been sent to one address, who was in Detroit, where hundreds of illegals were receiving money, taxpayer money from the government as tax credits, used stole security stolen sort of thing. But that's not the worst of it. It's not just the illegal activity that's going on. We also have HHS has now reported that since the surge of illegals coming into this country that started a few months ago and all of the so called children coming in, had the gang tattoos, the children at all. But to house these people by right, free housing free education, free food, toys for the children, laptop computers, free internet access, free medical care, HHS so far spent $182 million, and that's going up by the thousands every day, $182 million. In the meantime, we have veterans out there who are homeless. Right in the San Antonio area, where a lot of these illegals are being housed on Lackland Air Force Base, and in a nice facility out there where they basically have converted their offices into luxury suites for the illegals. We have homeless veterans who have no place to uh, stay, have trouble finding food. Why isn't that money, some of that money being spent on them? Spent Being spent to help America's heroes. Obama doesn't care about our veterans. He doesn't care about American heroes. He doesn't care about our military. What they've done with this CIA report by the Senate is indicate that Diane Feinstein and Nancy Pelosi don't care about Americans at all. They care about their own political agenda, and that agenda is to turn... United States from being a constitutional republic, and to be in some sort of socialist or communist para, you know paradise where they control everything. So we need to get ready to fight. When this new Congress takes a, takes office, we need to go in and tell them: you have been elected to stop things like amnesty. You have been elected to stop Obama from doing your orders proceedings or start doing something else, but live up to your office, we're not going to tolerate you not doing so, just doing so. And by the way, uh, please keep up with me on my blog at Michael Connolly C O N N E L O Y dot jingley, J-I-G-S-Y dot com. There you can find out about me, about credentials. You can read about what I'm writing about on the Constitution, and you can <coughs> excuse me. Also look at uh, the books that I've written, including the book on our Constitution, uh, the book about my father's unit, World War II, the Morterman, which is available as an e-book on places like Amazon and, and Barnes and Noble, as well as a paperback. It makes great gifts, particularly for history buffs and, book, and military history buffs. It's become a, a top seller on Amazon as an e-book. And then I've got Yaley, A Story of America. Uh, that's my novel, patriotic novel, which the left has recently discovered and has been attacking fiercely, although uh, the counterattack has started among people who have read the book. And uh, they have gone on Amazon and given five-star reviews and praised the book. And the left has sort of you know, been shut down because they were furious over the fact that I'm, they call me a racist because I uh, talked about the Chinese communists being bad people. And I talked about the jihadists being bad people and I talked uh, it was a, also a gun nut. I talked about Americans rising up to defend tyranny. So I had to find those books. Again they'd make good Christmas presents and then I have the book Riders of the Sky, the Ghosts and Legends of Philmont Scout Ranch, which is a great group of campfire stories about Philmont Scout Ranch in New Mexico. And I've also got this goes, collection of, of stories from all over the country. And I've got the institution. And remember, it's perfect. There's stocking stuff. It's only $6 if you order it through the website. And so you can order multiple copies for reduced rates. And again, if you want to give these out to schools uh, in large quantities, contact me directly, michael at USGFMail.net, and we'll work something out. So, everybody, thank you for having me on and listening to me again today. I look forward to talking to you next week.
2: Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out, and when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF.